Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Father, I thank you this morning for the hand of the Lord upon this congregation. I thank you this day that the Spirit of grace shall leave an eternal resurrection power and anointing in the Word in each of them's thinking. And this day, when we leave here, we'll be refreshed, we'll be renewed, and we'll be overjoyed by the Spirit of Almighty God. We thank you and bless you for it. Jesus' name, and everyone shout it. Amen. Shout it again. Amen. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Turn with me this morning to Matthew, the seventh chapter. Hallelujah. Matthew, the seventh chapter. Now, we're going to talk about the love of God again. We're going to talk about it till I get it right. <laughs> no, until you get You know, I used to and say, you get it right. <laughs> Hallelujah, until we get it right. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise God. You know, if you don't mind being corrected, if you don't mind being told the truth, have your wife or your husband or one of your children to tell you when you walk out of love. Most folks want to get, get a limb to one of the children and then they want to swell up at the wife if they be corrected. But let me tell you something, nothing wrong with corrective criticism. When someone's correcting you out of love, hallelujah, that's not going to judge you, not going to say you, you, you. You know, one time I, I asked this person, I said, now every time you see me do something that's not in love, uh, just tell me. And I'll do the same with you. You know, I'll tell you, you tell me, you know, we'll get this, we'll, man, about three days, we'll be walking just right. You know, but it looked like I was the only one got the finger pointed at. You, you ain't, you ain't. One day I just exploded. Man went to throwing things and everything else. Because someone pointed at me and told me the truth. See? Amen? Amen? Now listen to me. The love of God is the commandment of God. You know, He, he gives us a commandment. Now what do you mean the commandment? He said, by this love that He's given you, shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost, said, by this love all men shall know you if you love one another. They'll know that you're my disciple. That means a disciplined learner that you're learning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. See, if we realize what God's already done for us, we would, it'd be a little easier. That's why we teach on who you are in Christ. See, if you understood what God's already done for you, already provided for you, I mean, you wouldn't mind giving anything God told you to give. Why? Because you know what He had done. See, praise God, praise God. Matthew, the seventh chapter, first verse. Now, this is sowing and reaping. If you don't know sowing and reaping principles, then you are not going to walk in the blessings of God. Jesus said, so the Word of God is like this. If a man sowed into the earth and didn't, didn't do anything, but uh, uh, the blade sprung up, then the fool in the corn, then you put the sickle in, the harvest is not. He said, 
If you don't know this parable, you're not going to understand the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is sowing and reaping principles. Here's a sowing and reaping principles. First verse, judge not that you be not judged. So if you sow something, you're going to reap it. Now, you mean to tell me that uh, if I judge somebody, yes, that same judgment's going to come on you. Say, second verse, for with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. And with what measure you met, you met, it shall be measured to you again. See? Third verse, and why? Beholdest thou the mote that is in your brother's eye, but consider not the beam that's in your eye. See, he goes on, fifth verse, he talks about thou hypocrite. See, that's where a hypocrite, you know, anybody can look at somebody else and find their fault. I can find a bunch of them. I'm one of the best. I used to not call it judging, I call it fruit inspection. But it's the same thing. I can point at somebody and say, you didn't do this, you did. Anybody can find a fault with somebody. But he said, judge not. You know, he went on to say, let the least one in the church judge. Why the least one? Because he knows he's a flock. And he ain't judging nobody. See? Hallelujah. So he said, judge not that you be not judged, and with the same judgment that you judge, it, it shall be judged of you again. Uh, William said, stop criticizing others. Got quiet in here on that. <laughs> y'all still out there? How many of you are still out there? The rest of you go home? Where y'all at? Good speech said, pass no judgment upon other people. Say, don't judge, don't criticize, gossip, strife. See, this is a law. He said, I wrote the law in your heart. You know better than to do that. Do you know that? Well, it's easy for me to sit on TV and judge somebody that's on TV. See? Because 90% of the stuff you see on TV is not scriptural. See? And you can judge that, but you can judge what comes out of his mouth, but don't judge him. That fellow's heart might be right. That fellow may be doing everything he can to serve God. That fellow may... You know, we're lucky we've got an opportunity to learn some things about the Word of God. Hallelujah! Thank God for that. It's people's never heard one-tenth, one-millionth of the things you've heard. Do you know that? I know people don't even know what Zoe is. I know people that don't even know what eternal life is. I know people that has never heard of the Paul, I know preachers that's never heard of the Pauline Revelation. I talked to one of them not too long ago, a few months back. Forty-four years old. He talked about, well, I, you know, I, I preach faith. Yes, I do too. But you want the highest kind of faith? Take hold of what Kenneth Irwin Hagen said. There is a higher type of faith. You know what higher type means? That means the best kind. And that's you finding out who you are and what God's already past tense made you. Amen. This guy told me, well, I don't understand what you mean. He said, he went talking about Mark 11, 23 and 24. Hallelujah. That's for people that wasn't even born again. Fellow called call me this morning and said that fellow died. He's 44 years old. Graduated Raymond. 
Fine man. Top of the One of the best pastors I've ever seen. Fine man. You know how you can tell a, a good pastor? Go in his church and watch what them kids do if they come up to him. Do you know that? If he's like Santa Claus to them. You know what I'm saying? That you can tell that he loves people. See, I know that people don't care what you know. They want to know that you care. Now, I understand that. But it's another side of this thing of growing up and understanding truth, praise God, that you can be an example to people. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Brenda knows this to be a fact. I had a heart attack the other day. She knows it to be a fact. What did you do? I jumped up and down, and I preached this mor- that morning up upstairs. No one knew it. You say, how come you done that? Because, bless God, I went to the great physician. I know who my doctor is. I know who my physician is. I know exactly. Praise God. Man, my arm, it hurt me down my arm, all my chest. I couldn't even breathe. I start jumping up and down. Hallelujah. Because I know the opposite's true. Praise God. Cold sweats run down my ears and eyes and nose. But didn't nobody know it. But I knew it and Almighty God, my physician knew it. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, don't judge people, criticize, gossip, strive. Do you know that's one of the reasons that people don't receive? Do you know that? That's one of the reasons that they fail financially. That's one of the reasons they fail uh, to receive the healing or their children come in or anything else. You know, I know folks is mad at the children because they ain't already come in. See, we're talking about a law. What kind of law? The law of love. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another. Praise God. You know, years ago I heard an old woman, I don't know, Pentecostal looking woman, named Corey Tinboom. And uh, the Nazis mistreated her, everything in the world, uh, killed her family and all this stuff. And I heard this fellow asking her, said, uh, those Nazis was the meanest, cruelest people in the world, wasn't he? She said, I don't talk about folks. She said, they might have repented by now. She old Dutch woman. I thought to myself, man done killed my children, my mama and daddy and everything else. Six months after they, them Nazis did, I'd still be mad. I'd want to dig them up, pour some lime on them. Amen. I was young in the Lord. I, I wasn't but a few months old in the Lord. And I said, my God, Lord, I can't do that. I can't do that. Man, look at that fellow there. He mistreated me. Look at that. My kinfolks done me like this. Look at this fellow. And I, you name them all. You know you can have a bunch of excuses, but let me tell you something. Ain't nothing like walking in victory. And love don't never fail. You say, yeah, but what about a fellow do something to him? You know, I, I told a fellow one time, you know, won't shake hands with me, and he doesn't talk about me and everything. I said, let me tell you something. I don't see where Jesus ever hugged Judas's neck. That ain't walking love, wagging someone's hand. You understand that? Wagging someone's hand. Oh, how you doing? Wouldn't even speak to you the week before. Just happened to run into him, maybe with somebody that they wanted to impress. Are you listening to him? 
Oh, how you doing? Just grin like a mule eating bride. Yeah. No, that don't impress me. And it don't impress God. Oh, how you doing? So good to see you. Well, you're a liar. See, I don't care to hear all that. That don't mean I've got to walk out of love. What do you do? I shake hands, go on. You know? The Bible said, mark them that labor among you. No people. Hallelujah. That don't mean no one to talk about them. <laughs> Amen? Praise God. Praise God. James 3.14 said, But if you have bitter and envy and strife in your heart, in your thinking realm, this word heart means, in your soulish realm, glory not. You know what that means? That means stop being proud of you done told somebody off. I give them a piece of my mind. Well, that you must have given them all of it because you didn't have nothing but a piece to start with. Amen? Well, I got that off my chest. You ever heard folks talk about it? I'm, talk, I'm talking about Christians. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, I gave old so-and-so a piece of my mind. You ever heard folks say that? James 3.16 said, Where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Barclay said, Every kind of evil flourishes. You know where you're gossiping about folks? Where you're talking about folks? I don't care if they've done you wrong. You ever heard that, that country song? You done done me wrong song? Huh? I don't care how you sing it any way you want to sing it. Bless God. We don't, if you want to walk in victory, you won't walk there. Well, they ought to have done this. You don't know what they ought to have done. Fellow sat in my office, told me, said, I knows you, you don't even praise the Lord. He didn't know, I couldn't hardly talk. My throat was sore. Say, you got a sore throat? Yeah, I got one. I got my healing though. Never did quit preaching. He said, you wouldn't even praise the Lord. I noticed you. <laughs> Brenda said, I didn't think you was going to take some of that. But see, I got to win. I know how to win. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, Ephesians 4.27 said, Neither give place to the devil. Juan's translation said, It's when you're in a sulky frame of mind that the devil has his greatest opportunity. You ever get your feelings hurt? You're in trouble. You ever got swole up at somebody? Well, I didn't like what the pastor said. He was preaching right at me. Probably made something happened to you two days ago and I prepared it six months ago. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Have you ever had someone to do you wrong? If you hadn't, you ain't living in, the, in, in this world I'm living in. You over somewhere else. Hallelujah. You need to be on the backside of Little Rabbit Australia in a cage by yourself if you think you ain't going to get your feelings hurt. It's people can hurt your feelings and not mean to. It's people, bless God, that mean to hurt your feelings. But you judge not. See, you judge not. You don't judge them. See. You ever walked in a house and the atmosphere was charred with 
strife and gossip and hate. You ever walked in there? Just be atmospheres like that. You ever got around somebody and you know they got something on them? Huh? Amen. This stuff, strife and stuff, is an anointing from hell. Gossip's anointing from hell. Confusion, where confusion is, and a bunch of confusion, there's every evil, evil work. See, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, there's truth. He'll lead and guide you in all truth. Won't be no confusion there. You know, in your home, you ought to talk love. Hallelujah. When I first got saved, them boys do something. I said, I'll knock the spirit of idiocy out of you. Man, I'd, <laughs> I'd reach one by the hair of the head. <laughs> They'd have to go get a haircut to get that dip out of the hair. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You need to work it and never get any feelings hurt. Hallelujah. You know, you can correct children without knocking them in the head. Do you know that? You can correct them. You can tell, love will, love will win out over beating them. It'll do it. Now, I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. When I got saved, I just done what my daddy did. Every time I'd look sideways, he'd knock me sideways. <laughs> I've been slapped away from the table before. You know. You had to have etiquette and all this kind of stuff. Man, I like to go to eating with a spoon. He eat with a, a, a knife. English peas, he'd run them up on a knife and eat them. Well, I laughed. I thought that's funny. But you didn't laugh at daddy's table. See? You didn't do that. If you'd done something wrong, he'd back, slap you out of the, you know, and then you, and then you'd squalling and snot running down in your mouth and you didn't want nothing to eat then. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, you can tell ain't nobody slapped me lately. I've been eating pretty good. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, see, I'm raised like that, and then you bring that right over into your Christian walk. I don't care if you're saved or not. You can bring that way you was raised right over in your... You know, most of us wasn't raised right. Most of us was raised, you know, my age people... I mean, there was discipline. Now, this age group now, they don't even know what that is. But there's a balance from here to here. It's something in the middle, bless God. Some of them need something put on their backside. Some of them you can take the love of God and work with. That's why we're led by the Spirit of God to know what to do. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, the second verse said, For with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. See? Cotton patch. Now listen, cotton patch. Clarence Jordan's translation. Said the stuff you dish out to others will be dished up on you. How you like your dishing? How you like what you've been dishing out? You like what you've been saying about somebody else? You like what you've been dishing out? If you don't like it, like it, you better stop it because you're going to get some. You know, a lot of times people don't understand this. They can say, well, I, 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 I asked God to forgive me. Yeah, but there's another law you done put into effect named sowing and reaping. And Jesus said, when you pull up that bad stuff, you'll get that good stuff with it. You'll pull up the wheat with the tares. 
Well, what have I got to do now? I've done pulled up my seed. I've done pulled up my offering. I've done pulled it up with this stuff. Then, bless God, I get me some forgiveness, bless God, and plant me some more with my mouth. God will forgive you that quick. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Be sure you like what you're saying. Third verse. And why beholdest the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but consider not thy, the beam that is in thy own eye? You ever, you ever notice folks that doing a lot of judging? They the worst character going. You know that? I know old boy. He took church not long ago. He's the worst fellow I ever seen about judging people. Now I'm not, I'm not, I'm not judging him like that. If I was, I'd call his name. So I'm not judging him. I'm giving an example. You understand the difference? This fellow one time, he's always want me to let him preach. Now won't you, when you gonna let me pre preach? When you gonna let me preach? I said, when you get your mouth right. Hallelujah. His wife told him, he said, Oh, you don't know, you ain't got nothing to preach anyway but what you heard Buzzy preach. And I laughed, you know, and me and her laughed, you know. I, we just laughed. He swole up and quit coming to church. Now he was ready to preach, wasn't he? He swole up. He got mad at me. He didn't get, I didn't say nothing. I laughed. Maybe I shouldn't have laughed. He ought to got, but he got mad at me, and before it was over, he had it twisted around. I'm the one said it. I didn't say nothing to it. I didn't care what he preached. I wanted him to preach and do what we, we wanted him to do, and, and, and some things we sent him to do. No, he won't do something else. He won't do this. He said, you know, I'm a little above a deacon. I said, you are. But he never did make deacon. Hallelujah. See, anybody can point at something. Now listen, it's the easiest thing in the world. Yeah, if you hadn't said that to me, I wouldn't have got mad. You, you, that woman you give me. See, that's the easiest thing in the world to say. Huh? That's the easiest thing. That's what Adam said. Where you, what's the story here, Adam? Said that woman you gave me. She done it. 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 See? You know, if someone says something about me, you know, first thing I do, I check up on to see if it's right. Usually it's pretty close to right. <laughs> I hate to admit it, but sometimes it's right. Amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So he said, you can see somebody else's fault, but you can't see your own. Fourth verse, uh, how will thou say to thy brother, let me pull out let me pull out uh, uh, the moat out of your eye and behold the beam that's in your own eye. You know what a moat is? That's a smaller than a toothpick. I got one of them moats in my eye one time. And it got to be a beam before I got through talking. <laughs> and then the fifth verse said, Thou hypocrite. See, that's a hypocrite. That ain't walking in love. How are you going to know them? By what comes out their mouth. How are you going to know them? By how they criticize others and straighten everybody out. See? Hallelujah. 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 See, everybody needs to examine their self, not others. 
See, he said, examine yourself and you won't have to be examined. See, you've got to examine yourself right. You've got to examine yourself as God making you righteous. You've got to examine yourself right. Yeah, but I don't feel like it. I don't care how you feel. Well, don't ever belittle the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one. See, the reason I'm righteous is because of the blood of the Lord Jesus. Because of His work. It's already set down to my credit. See, if I jump up and down and turn somersaults, it's still to my credit because of the blood. Not because I acted wrong or anything else. But if I have a thinking in my head and know I've been talking about folks, you will not believe God right. You will not do it. You know, I've heard folks, I, I, I was in a, somewhere and a, and a fellow walked up to me and said, would you forgive me? I said, well, I probably would. Tell me what for. He said, oh, no, he couldn't do that. Well, I thought, I thought of what Sam Shepson, Maribel Hill Chapel pastor, told me. He said, when I, I was sitting in the cafe one time, said this fellow come up and said, uh, Brother Sam, uh, uh, would you forgive me? He said, why, sure. What, what have you done? He said, I've been saying some things about you. He said, what did you say? He said, oh, I wouldn't repeat them. You've been repeating them. You, that's why you here now. You've been repeating them. If folks don't know you done said something about it, don't go hunt them down and tell them. Don't go hunt him down and say, do you know I got something again? Don't do that. Let it go. Repent before Almighty God. But if he knows, if your brother or you have ought against someone, you go to him. Amen? Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Fella called me one time said, you know, a certain pastor, his wife, said, uh, uh, you know she's been committing adultery? I said, fella, who are you telling this to? He said, I'm telling you. I said, I, said, I know it for a fact. I know who she's been going with. I said, that's been over for a year. You may talk about somebody and they done got repentance last year. That ain't our part to judge. See, our part, what's our part? Ours not to judge, but our part is to forgive. See, it's hard enough for someone that's done something wrong to even forgive their self. Do you know that? The devil will try to bring it up, bring it up, bring it up from here to who'd have thought it. They try to bring it up every time something comes up. You think, well, that, old, that person knows about it. So you have to learn to forgive yourself. It's just as bad not to forgive yourself as it would be not to forgive me. Huh? Anybody still out there? Yeah. Hallelujah. Turn over to Luke, the sixth chapter. We always quote part of that verse. You know, 638, we jump on that and hand run it. Luke, the 6th chapter, starting the 6th, uh, 36th verse. These are sowing and reaping principles. They work. Do you know they'll work on the good side as well as the bad side? You plant bad seeds. I don't care who you are. You go plant weeds in the middle of your corn and guess what will come up in the middle of your corn? There is sowing and reaping principles. Be not deceived. God's not mocked. Whatsoever you sow, you shall reap. 
Hallelujah. Now we've got something called being redeemed from the curse of the law and we can get forgiveness for it and cut that off, but then you have to go back and replant. I don't want to have to replant no big field. I don't want to have to replant. 36 verse. 636. Be ye therefore merciful. How? As your Father. Be merciful as your Father. Also is merciful. Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Say, now see, all this is sowing and reaping principles, and that is, and that's in the old covenant that Jesus is preaching under. Now, you've already been forgiven for Jesus' sake. Not because you forgive or didn't forgive. That's old covenant. But let me tell you something. It's some good teaching right there. If you don't forgive people, it'll be right there on the back burner and you will know it. Well, they told me they was going to do this. I've had people, so many people tell me what they're going to do and, 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 and one out of a thousand do it. Do you know that? I said, did you know that? 37th verse, judge not, goes on, forgive. Cotton Patch said, don't blame, uh, don't blame, and you won't be blamed. Don't run others down, and you won't, and they won't run you down. You know someone running you down all the time? Huh? Hallelujah. 38th verse said, now give. Everybody wants that one. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Hallelujah. We want to jump on that. No, go over to God. Ain't that wonderful? Well, what about this other's tied in with this? See, a lot of times you need to check out exactly where you're operating at, where we can get these blessings. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom for whatever, uh, uh, for with the same measure you met, it shall be measured to you again. That's sowing and reaping principles. Cotton Patch said, it will be measured out to you in your own measuring basket. How you been measuring it out? Huh? He's not talking. See, this is accumulation of all three of them verses. He ain't just talking about giving. He's talking about judging. He's talking about forgiving. He's talking about condemning. How you been doing that? How you been handling that? See, you need to check that up. Hallelujah. 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 You need to check up. Is your finances producing as they should? That's first place to check it up right there. If it's not producing as you should, you have to check that up. Now, I know this, when people's young in the Lord, God will overlook some things. But God wants us to grow up, and part of that is walking in the love of Almighty God. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Turn to Romans, the second chapter. We're going to read one of the finest verses in the Bible. This, everybody in here is going to go to shout. See if you can restrain yourself when I read it. First verse. Therefore, thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judge, that judgest, for wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judgest doeth the same thing. You don't accuse somebody of adultery. You don't accuse somebody of being a thief. 
You want to accuse somebody about being a liar? Huh? Well, help yourself. You want me to read that again? Therefore thou art in... Didn't nobody shout on that? <laughs> Didn't nobody shout? That's just as true as John 3.16. Man, that's true. This is over in the New Covenant. Romans is in the New Covenant after Jesus is raised from the dead. Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judgest, for wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou hast judged... Thou that judges doest the same thing. You ever seen around the basketball court? Someone missed a thing, missed the whole thing. They go to hollering an airball, airball. They go to hollering, you, 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 you. Every time he gets the ball, you, 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 you. How would you like every time you got the ball? Every time you come in church, every time you walk down the street, someone, you, 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 you. Huh? Even when you, 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 done it. Huh? Philip said in that verse, for whatever point you condemn others, you automatically condemn yourself. That stops someone if they believe the Word of God. Barclay said in the very act of judging someone else, you condemn yourself. For you yourself do exactly the same thing as you condemn others for. You've done it. You, 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 you. Airball. It's alright to have an airball and miss it, but it's something else to be an airhead and not correct it. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? See, he said, For if you would love life and, and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil, and that his lips, that they speak no guile, gossip, that you don't do. If you want to see good days, he goes on to say the next verse, said, for the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. See? Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Why? Tell me this. Why will judging others and not forgiving others stop your prayers? Why? Because it's a law of love that we got to operate in. The law of love. I mean, when you don't forgive others, when you judge others, then you're operating over here outside the love of Almighty God. What did he say about God? He said, as God shows mercy. He shows mercy. Wouldn't you like to have to pay for all you've done? Could you write it down and, you know, you couldn't write it down in six months, what you've done. I don't care if you're 80 or 80. Amen? But bless God, we forgive ourselves. We operate in the love of Almighty God. We've got the love of God shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Then that's what we operate. We yield to that rather than, you know, it ain't easy not to say something about somebody. Especially when they done done you wrong. Especially when they preach something that does not line up with our doctrine. Because we know we write 1,000%. I tried six months to be wrong. Never did make it. Amen? I learned a long time ago, God's more interested in a man's heart than he is his theology. 
Now, He wants your theology right. Don't, I'm not saying that. He wants your doctrine right. But He wants your heart. He wants your heart totally given to Him. Your soulless realm. You're thinking on Him. He said, if you love Me, you'll keep My commandments. See? Hallelujah. 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 Mark eleven twenty four. He said, Therefore I say, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, and you will have them. That's good, ain't it? And then he said, and. It'd been hard if he left and out of this deal. But he put and in there. What's and? And when you stand praying, forgive. When you stand praying, forgive. See? That's written in our hearts. We're forgiving people for God to love the world that He forgave. He's a forgiving God. The love of God does that. We have that in our heart. Shout Amen this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. We can operate there. We shall be known as an oasis of love. We're going to be known as a love church. We're going to be known as, as blessed God as the happy church. You can't be happy unless you're getting your prayers answered. Did y'all ever turn over to Mark 11, 23, 24? We'll jump on 25. 23, 24, 24. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them. That's your job. Believe you receive them when you pray. Don't wait till you have it. You wait till you have it, you wait too long. Because God's always now. When you pray, bless God, I got it now. I won't say anything different. Hallelujah. Believe you receive them and you shall have them. And, and when you stand praying, forgive. If you have ought against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Now listen to me. This is old covenant, but it's still, if that's old covenant, we ought to live better than that in the new covenant. He said, if you got something against somebody, forgive them. That your Father in heaven can forgive you. We don't get forgiven. This is Old Covenant, Old Testament. That's the way they got it. We've got a new covenant established on better promises. What is it? God forgave you for Jesus' sake. Because of the blood. See, ain't no curse can come on us. See, the curse causeless cannot come. In the Old Testament, on the New Testament, Jesus took the curse. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. See, every failure you ever had, praise God. Praise God, praise God. You know, before I got saved, prosecuting attorney done something to me and, it, it, and he was wrong and then he wouldn't apologize. But I, you know, I, I didn't get all, all bent out of shape about it, but uh, I just marked it down. It was nearly four years later before I run into him. And I tuned his head. Bad. In front of his wife. In front of his best friends. I hoped him mighty bad. And he had it coming. By standards. We ran around together as kids, but he done something he shouldn't have done. He didn't take my word, and he didn't check it out. He was prosecuting attorney. I whooped him... His mama didn't know him for a month. But after I got saved, I went to him and told him, I'm sorry. And he's running for Congress. I said, what do you want me to do? 
what do you want me to do? I'll help you do anything. I'll stuff envelopes. I'll do anything you want me to do. See? You say, you want to do that? No, I didn't want to do that. God told me to do that. I didn't know that was in the Bible then. I didn't have no idea such a thing was in the Bible. If I'd have found that in the Bible before I'd have got saved, I'd have never got saved. <laughs> Amen. Man, I hated so many folks, I wished there was more of them where I could hate more of them. That's right. But when I got saved, the love of God come into my heart. You can't operate outside the love of God. It'll eat you alive. Hallelujah. Me and my wife run into him in Dallas or somewhere not long ago in an airport. Man, how you doing? That beats having to turn your head when somebody comes by. See, his grandma, after I got saved, I went over and talked to her. She is no holy woman. She laid hands on me. And when she did, she is on her deathbed. Couldn't even walk. She laid hands on me. It was a denomination I didn't even believe in at that time. She laid hands on me and the power of God buckled my knees. The whole room filled up with the glory of Almighty God. If I hadn't got that right back there, ain't no telling she might not even let me in the front door. And if she didn't, it had been fair. See? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, I know they tell a story of my grandma. Her name was Granny Lewis. She was raised over in Mississippi. Full blood restored Mississippi redneck. Get the papers on her. And this guy died and he beat his wife. And he wouldn't, he'd get drunk, wouldn't feed him. The whole community down in that country had to feed him. And it's just, it's something. And she said sometimes he'd come in in an old 1929 something or other. T model, A model, Z model. I don't know which one it was. And said you could hear him coming over them hills. He'd pull both hammers back on that thing and run it wide open and it'd be a whistle. Woo! And he'd keep folks up all hours of the night. Two or three o'clock in the morning. Here he come. He had them both skint back, see. And just every which way. Nobody liked him. The devil wasn't even proud of him. <laughs> At the funeral, the preacher, he read a little scripture. He said, is anybody here, anybody here that say one good thing about this fellow? Nobody said, said anybody. Said, can someone come and just say something good about him? Nobody said nothing. They said, my grandma got up there and said, he sure could whistle good. <laughs> she could whistle. I asked her later what he whistled. Cannonball Express. And she could whistle that time. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Amen. It's not easy. Nine out of eight people operate in unforgiveness. Nine out of eight people want to hold a grudge against somebody. You know that? Especially when they've been done wrong. But if you want victory, victory comes in you personally. Walking in forgiveness and making a choice. 
I don't care what. I'm going to walk in the love of Almighty God. Hallelujah. And you better not ever do it again, me. <laughs> See, 1 Peter 4.8 says love covers. It don't say love condemns. See, when someone does something wrong, you want them to stay on, under the hand of judgment just as long as you can keep them there. Where they won't never forget it. Leave a mark on their life. <laughs> like Cain, we marked you. We won't never forget you. Sixteen years after you're dead, we're going to go by your grave and point at you. Say. That may be funny, but that ain't funny. That's where we've been. As the body of Christ, we have not walked in the love of Almighty God. We killed Jimmy Swaggart. We killed Jim Baker. We kill, we kill our wounded. You do something wrong, we'll cut your head off and kick it at... That's what we've done. Isn't that right? That's where we've been. The body of Christ needs teaching on how to walk in love. Judge not. Forgive. See? Walk in the love. That's why we keep teaching on it over and over and over. The uh, 23rd verse. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, or bring your tithe. Bring your offering. You know, Early church brought offerings. They didn't take them up and send pans out by people. They brought them to the altar and they worshiped with them. I see them do that in Creflo Dollars Church. And it does a special thing. It, 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 it adds some faith to it. He said, Therefore, if thou bring your gift to the altar, and there remember that thy brother hath ought against you. Huh? Leave there thy gift at the altar and go thy way and first be reconciled. First thing you do, be reconciled to their brother. Do you know, everybody ain't going to reconcile with you, but your job is to try your best. And if they don't do it, hallelujah. You still walk in love and you shut up about it. I've told this story 40 times, but bless God, uh, uh, my brother-in-law, uh, uh, my sister brought him off down here. He was a Yankee. I was not fond of him. But I was not saved. And I'd put him to work here and there and there and he wouldn't do nothing. He couldn't do nothing. He is educated. He had more degrees than a thermometer. Man, he had, you know, he had all kinds. I done sent him through seven years of college personally. Now he don't appreciate that. He thought that's my job. You know, cause I had a store and this and that. Well, I put him to work at my farm down there and tore up my farm equipment. He'd do everything wrong. He'd, uh, he'd do it on purpose. I believe he tore it up on purpose where he wouldn't have to work. He cut a tree down on one of my tractors. Well, that ain't funny. You can laugh if you want to. That it still ain't funny to me. He, I had him bailing hay. I had him cutting, I had him cutting hay. And the county judge come down there at the farm one time to see me. And he called me and said, man, you seen how he's cutting that hay? No, what's he done? I showed him how to go around one time. That way, turn the tractor around. Now, you got seven years of college. You got 12 years of regular school. Now, you ought to know how to turn that around. Now, you go this way. And you don't throw that hay over on the other hay. 
Now you understand that? I understand that. He got to cut. He thought he'd be better. He's cut this way a while and out across here. And he just had it cut every which way. And I got down there and I'm, I had a bad temper. And I thought about, I thought first to kill him. No, I had to feed my sister. I thought about everything, man. Why did you do that? Well, I got tired of going around and around. But you don't mind going round and round coming up there on Saturday night and getting, getting your money. You don't mind that. Anyway, County Judge lived just down from me and I said, uh, finish that out for me. He finished it out and cut it for me. And so I said, now if I show you about my bailer. He took the bailer. I mean, he spit in that bailer, his Ford bailer and he spit him out like that. Bless God, it was a, it, it was a going Jesse. I had a fellow named Ed Frazier. He could keep it running. I don't care what went wrong with it. He'd fix it. He found a knob on this thing, and he didn't like to pick up in big bales, so he found the thing, and he cut, he made me some little bales of hay like this. He done that. Now that guy done that. And then he run that baler off in something and broke some, uh, one of them uh, uh, needles that went in there. I had to send get another, and Ed called. And I'm mad. And I drove down there and I said, why? And he started said, well, I've done the best job I can. Oh, it ain't no big deal. Why? And I was already mad and I just slapped him. But I didn't hit him on the fist. I slapped him in the mouth and it hair lifted. Right on down there, it'd go sew him up. My sister was Christian. She swole up and got mad at me. Well, after I got saved, I was driving home, and the Lord said, go apologize to him. Apologize for tearing my stuff up? He done, look, man, he tore my stuff up. He tore, he cost me money. I was cutting 12,000 bales of hay, and we had about 4,000 that year. I got a right. I ought to choke him till his tongue was three foot long. Now, that's what I ought to do. And I drove to the house. Before I got there, I finally had to turn around. you either going to do it or not. And so I went back, and I drove up in his yard, and there he was, he seen me, and he started backing up. He had a hay rake. And he started backing up, and he got in his house. He got in his house and latched the screen door. Like a screen door wasn't going to stop me if I wanted in there. You know. And I said, Roy, I'll come by to apologize to you for hair lifting you. <laughs> See, I said, I got saved and I met Jesus. But he still wouldn't unlatch that door. <laughs> so I know something about having to do things you don't like to do. If the Lord had told me that on the front, if he'd show you how far you got to change and everything showed you a lot. I heard Charlie Gibson say this one time. He said, if he showed you where you was going to have to walk after you got saved, you'd never get saved. And I said, hallelujah, that's the truth. If he'd have showed me what all I had to change, I thought I was just, you know, I thought I had a little ways to go. Do you understand what I'm saying? There is a love of God that won't never let you fail. Hallelujah. 
Had you rather say I'm sorry or walk in defeat? Turn over to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. I don't want you thinking for one minute that if you don't forgive somebody, God won't forgive you because that ain't the way God operates. Fourth chapter of Ephesians, 29th verse. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearer. You know, if you tell somebody, I'm t- I, don't, I don't listen to slop, my ear ain't no slop bucket. Stop some of that. Hallelujah. fellow told me the other day, he said, you had such and such wife come preach. I said, that's my wife's. That's my wife's meeting. He's still holding something against her that happened 20 years ago. He's still mad about it. He's still mad about it. He blamed, he blamed her for, for him and his wife splitting up. He didn't take the blame himself because he knows he's perfect. See? You hold something and he's, you know what? Hands like that now. Got knots all on. You know what holding bitterness will do? It'll cause arthritis and knots to come up on you. It'll cause ulcers. It'll cause heart trouble. It'll cause everything. I'm doing a good job this morning. I'm thinking about taking up another offer. Where was that? Ephesians 29, 30. He said, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, building somebody up, now listen, we don't condone sin, but we ain't the judge of it either. We're not going to, oh, everything's lovely. Uh, uh, who was that? Evelyn called the other day, said this town she went, went to, said in the churches, they done got where they, uh, uh, last church or two she is in, said, uh, uh, oh, you can just do anything and just repent of it and everything's lovely. No, it ain't lovely. When you commit something, when you personally do something wrong and break the covenant, no, that ain't some kind of little sin of, oh, I didn't mean to. When you plan on doing something, you broke fellowship with Almighty God. God's a holy God. And He said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Hallelujah. He said, I'll take these commandments and I'll write them in your heart. 30th verse, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, wherein ye are sealed under the day of redemption. You've been sealed. Thank God for that. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. How? Even as God you can do what God does. You got forgiveness in your heart. You got the love of God. Even as God, for Christ's sakes, has forgiven you, you've been forgiven because of Christ, because of the blood of Jesus, because of the death, burial, and resurrection. You've been forgiven. Now, if you don't forgive somebody, it ain't that God won't forgive you. It'll be on the back burner right here, and you know you ain't right. He said, if our hearts condemn us not, we have favor with God. When you've done something wrong, got something against somebody, you'll know it right there in your heart. 
Hallelujah. But we've been forgiven for Christ's sake. And ain't nothing nobody can do about it. Because it's, it's, it's already sprinkled on the mercy seat. Praise God. Praise God. In the 11th chapter of 1 Corinthians, it said judge yourself. He didn't say judge others. Never do that. Never do that. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 13, 8 said love never fails. Never does fail. So we want in the never fail group. I don't like to lose. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I'm working on the love of God with everything I've got. I yield to it every chance I get. Hallelujah. Man, this last week, I, I got so mad one time my whole head, my hair turned red. I want to go somewhere and hide. I was mad at myself. Oh, I just get some mad. I done that. I'll just ball outside the head and do something like that. You understand what I mean? But you can't walk in that. You walk through the blood and through the fire. Hallelujah. And we walk in the victory and we press on towards the mark and we don't ever forget where we come from and we don't ever forget what Jesus has already judged us and made us. We don't ever forget it. We walk on towards the best. Every head bowed. Every eye closed. No one looking around. Maybe you're here today and you've got something against somebody. Maybe you've got a legitimate right. It makes no difference. This day, with every head bowed and every eye closed, let's go before God and see if it's anything we've got against anybody. Hallelujah. We don't have to come to the altar. I don't like one of these altar services where someone say, well, they, they came down front. They must have something against somebody. I don't like that. Ain't nobody's business but yours and God's. But if you've got something, if your brother's got something against you or you've got something against your brother and he knows it, if he don't know it, don't tell him. If he don't know it, don't tell him. But if he knows it, you need to straighten that up. Hallelujah. I know of a woman one time that had been sick 25 years. She heard a Hagen, went to a Hagen camp meeting in New York, in uh, and, and Buffalo, New York, and, and, and he taught on forgiveness. And she said, I, went, I was going to come down and get my hands laid on me. I've been sick 25 years. But I heard that, and so I blessed God. I'd been mad at my brother for 25 years. She called her brother and said, Would you forgive me? He said, it's my fault. I should have done call myself. said, would you forgive me? She said, well, I'll take 90% of the blame. He said, I ain't going to have that either. said, I'll let you have half of it. And they got it right. And that night she went out in front to get hands laid on her to be healed. And she was already healed. And she's already healed. So a lot of times this kind of stuff stops the supernatural power of God. With every head bowed and every eye closed, let's examine ourselves this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah.